0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this day is Genesis 12. Here again the part that reads, The Lord God said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred, your father's house, and to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse, and in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is part of our text. The North Dakota District Committee sat around a large table. The edition addition in Fargo was well underway, the infrastructure was going in, the streets were laid out, houses were being built. Plans for a new mission church were being made, which would become Cross Point Lutheran Church. Bill asked the group, Now what should we do? And Herb responded, Buy more land. What's the big deal about the land? Whether you are a developer or a farmer, it's all about the land. From the land comes blessing. People pay to build houses, to live in them, and to raise families, and the developer profits. The city profits, and families are blessed. Farmers buy land, they plant the seed, they grow, excuse me, the grain grows and ripens, it's harvested and sold. The farmer profits, and people are blessed with food. It's all about the land. It is also true for the land that present-day Israelis and Palestinians occupy, the areas where Jews and Muslims and Christians claim, and they are hotly contested, and over which wars are fought. It's about the land. Do you want to see what happens with families after the parents die and there's land or houses involved? It's about the land the land. The land is also one of the most misunderstood and abused concepts of the scriptures, the Bible. Notice what I pointed out about the Sintzebow edition in Fargo. It's where Cross Point Lutheran now stands. Notice what I pointed out about developers and farmers. It is about the land being a blessing. And yet, sinful humanity continues to demand land. It continues to destroy and kill over the land, refusing to understand what the promise, or that the promise blessing is for and through Abram and his offspring, Jesus Christ. And then, for all who believe in Jesus. The land is all about blessing. Did you notice what Abraham did when he entered the land of Canaan? Go ahead, look at the back of your bulletin and see what he went ahead and did. Towards the end of Genesis 12, the reading there, he not only went ahead and toured the land, but when the Lord appeared to him, the Lord, or excuse me, Abram built an altar to the Lord. And you will find that Abraham goes from place to place, building altars along the way as he views the land. So when Abram's descendants leave Egypt and they come into the land of Canaan, God says to them from Mount Sinai in this 20:24: 20, An altar of earth you shall make for me, and sacrifice on it burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen in every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. The land was to be and is to be a source of blessing to God's people where his name dwells. The specific place where God would have his name dwell. In the land, of course, would be the temple. And from the temple, God's word would go out and teach the people. And from the temple, the forgiveness of sins was dispensed. There, God joined his word with physical things, and God blessed his people. It sounds familiar, maybe, to you when you learn about the sacraments, right? A physical element joined with God's word. And yet, it is the temple, too, that becomes misunderstood and abused. Many believed if they had the temple and they just went through the motions of their worship, they would be protected and could keep the land. And yet, when they would leave worship, what happened and what did they do? They didn't protect and bless one another with the blessing that God had given to them, but they brought harm to one another, refusing to help the widow, the orphan, and the poor. Do you hear it cutting out once in a while? Okay. We'll see what happens. And yet with all this... Oh, wait a minute. I interrupted a thought here. So God removed them, not only from the temple, but from the land. He exiled them to Babylon to mourn over their loss and to repent. What about the land? Well, God did not abandon his covenant to his people that he had made with Abram. He brought the people back into the land. A new temple was built once again on the land. And yet that temple, too, would be destroyed because God was going to do something new to fulfill his covenant by sending his son. Now on Ash Wednesday, that was a long time ago, doesn't it feel like? A week and a half ago. We heard, from dust you came, and dust you will return. God, Adam was made from the dust of the earth. And God's son was born from the descendants of Abram, excuse me, Adam, Abram, David, and then born of the Virgin Mary. The humanity of Jesus Christ is of the dust of the earth. Now he is the new land from which God dwells and has placed his name. His body is the new temple in which God dwells. As you read from John chapter 2, verse 29. And they understood that he was speaking about the temple of his body. Jesus is the new temple in the land which the people, even his own people, sought to destroy and crucify. And by their hand, the blood of Jesus is sacrificed on the altar of his body, and his body is where God has placed his name and dwells. In Jesus, the Lord's name is remembered, and the Lord comes to bless us. Jesus is the down payment for the land. Jesus is the land from which we believe and are blessed. He is our new land where God dwells and in him we receive every spiritual blessing as we read in First Corinthians. Now take this application. As you see, Christians gather around the world, dot the world all over the place with their altars from which the blessings of Jesus are given. By faith, we have this land. For Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, there I am with them. And where God's people gather, they gather around word and Sacrament. For there, Jesus dispenses his gifts of blessing. Our Lutheran fathers put it this way, to obtain such faith, the instit- God instituted the office of preaching, giving the gospel and the sacraments, and through these, as through means, he gives us the Holy Spirit, who produces faith, when and where he wills. In those who hear the gospel, it teaches that we have a gracious God, not through our merit, but through Christ's merit when we so believe. And we dare not take these gifts for granted or simply go to worship or go through the motions as if they didn't affect us and did not change our ways. For it is by these means the Lord has given us new life in the fellowship with him and with one another in the land, the land that we have by faith. And like the children of Israel, we too can be removed from these means. And perhaps we would repent while there is still time But the covenant with Abraham over the land is still true. He and his descendants would receive the land by grace through faith. When Abraham died, do you know how much of the land he owned? A burial plot. Enough to bury his wife, Sarah. But that plot was not by grace. He bought it. He paid for it but the Lord had not yet given it to him and his descendants. So also, we too will be given burials, right? And most likely, it'll be the burial plot that we bought. Yet we do not possess the land that God promised us. Remember, the land that the Lord will give us, it is by grace through faith. We read in Hebrews 11 how the Lord gives by grace through faith. In chapter 11, he writes, All these things, though commended through, commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. So in other words, we're all going to be made perfect at once. We're all going to have the land at once. I want you to note this this morning, what this land is as we follow the Scriptures for it is only in Christ that the promise of the land is fulfilled the lord had said to abram in genesis 12:11 then the lord appeared to abram and said to your offspring i will give this land and then you go to matthew chapter 5 verse 5 and it says blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth that's right God Our Jesus goes from that piece of land in Canaan to the whole earth. And then we go to our epistle lesson in Romans chapter 4 where Paul now repeats the promise made to Abram. Jesus expanded it to Rome, or excuse me, 14.3 reads, 14.13, for the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be the heir of the world so we go from the land of canaan to the earth to the world however paul declares it is not this does not come through the law but through the righteousness of faith it is faith in jesus who is presently our land from which he blesses us and he will bring us into the new land not the earth and the heavens in its present state, but renewed. So that you can read in Revelation chapter 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and from the, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be their God. So when we approach this altar this morning, and I say to you, Welcome to the mountain of the Lord. Remember that you are in and are receiving the land the Lord has promised to you by faith. The land is where the Lord will and is dispensing his gifts. The land is where Jesus is. For from the cross Jesus dispenses his gifts through the word and sacrament, and there we offered the forgiveness of sins, and where forgiveness of sins is offered, there is life and there is salvation. And in Jesus, we are made Abram's descendants and will inherit the world. Through Jesus, by grace, through faith, we enter the new land. And until then, he has placed his name on you to be a blessing to those whom you come in contact with. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.